Hello, everyone, and welcome to welcome back to Eleven Foot Pole, a tale of high adventure. My name is Glenn. I am the dungeon master, the long-suffering dungeon master for this crazed group of maniacs. Uh, JP, our our psionic sorceress of the wastes, is dead to us, um, and uh, you know, may all of his luggage get sent to Antarctica. Uh, on his return trip, but I'm joined by my faithful friends. The my, my true friends are joining me around the mic, including uh, I'm Darren. Uh, I'm sorry, Corey. Go ahead. Uh, Corey, I'm playing uh, Fulgrin Dustwalker, uh, level four barbarian of the wastes. I'm Darren, playing Zorus, a fourth level mole gladiator. I'm Jason. I am uh, Chaka. I am playing a fourth level uh, ranger of the wasteland. And I'm Matt. I'm playing Darok, fourth level druid mole. Okay, so you guys are here in the uh, in the caves, trying to rescue the people of the village of Nightstone. Um, and you've decided the way to get them past this pit full of a swarm of lurkers is to get one of these sand people to use their singing ability to calm the lurkers so you can get all these villagers by. And you you ran across. A, uh, a sand person who is perp- who is perfect for that purpose, Snigbat. Snigbat, the uh, the, the Tuscan raider, uh, is just sitting here at the at the base of this rope, uh, guarding his. <laughs> Darren, we see your mitt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, he's guarding this rope, uh, sitting here weaving baskets and singing the Mister Sandman song, and he's trying to talk you guys into doing away with the leader of this group of sand people, none other than the infamous Hark, uh, who is their, who is their leader and is, is just upstairs. So you guys are going to, we're going to talk him into um, trying to lure Hark down. Yeah. So wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to, we're just going to buy this. I thought we weren't murder hobos. We're just going to take this dude's word that, all right, we're going to, we're going to snuff this guy. Is that what we're gonna do? <laughs> I mean, Weren't were you gonna throw some of the villagers in the pit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where's the morality coming from? That's that's, that's until everybody grimaced about it, right? I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, but it's cool. It's cool to smoke this guy just because dude says. Right? I, I, hey, man, I like the 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 cut of snip bat snig snig bat's jib. I like this. Yeah, he's, like he's ambitious. Yeah, he's, he's thinking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, do we, where do we draw the line? That's what I'm. There's asking. really no. There's really no upward mobility in this tribe, uh, as long as as long as Hark is round. Um, I I prefer to think of myself as uh, grabbing opportunity when I see it, and and as soon as you guys came around the corner, uh, bathed in the blood of the rest of my tribe, I saw an opportunity uh, to get out of this alive, uh, is, yeah. is really all yeah, just, I'm asking. It, it, so how do you expect, how do you plan on bringing him down to our level? Uh, well, um, uh, I mean, I could, I, I could tell him that the villagers are escaping, and uh, and he would probably h- hustle down here, um, but we want to wait be, around the corner. Yeah, he he might kind of be more ready for a fight, um, uh, but you guys could you guys could be waiting around the corner and ambush him. Uh, 
you know, I'm sure the druid would want to cast some kind of crazy spell, uh, you know, spike growth or something, as soon as he comes around the corner. Um, I've got Entangle. I've, you know, <laughs> how, does he, uh, how does your boss get his food? I mean, he comes down, you know, he, he comes down from up there and, uh, you know, eats with us. And, uh, you know, we all, we had a, we had a tasty villager the other night. Oh, wait, uh, listen, uh, Hark's, I feel diet better is a, Hark's, Hark's diet is a sensitive subject. I'd prefer to, to move on to other matters. Hey, no judgment here, man. Yeah, you guys do a little fist bump when nobody's watching. That's uh, that's good eating right there. Never eaten it. You tried crow. (laughs) So yeah, you guys want to set up in the hallway here, and I'll uh, I'll get Hark to come down. What do you think, guys? I could get him. I could get him with entangles as soon as they come into view. And then what? We walk up and slit their slit their throats. What? Yeah, just start hacking. <laughs> How seasoned a warrior is Harkin? Do we know? Mm. Oh, uh, Hark is... Um, is he like a seventh level badass, or what is he? Hark is an oracle of the wastes. Um, so he has uh, he has certain magical abilities related to his singing. Um, and his bodyguards Uh-oh. aren't exactly pushovers, but I mean, you know, you did just wreck... My entire tribe, or at least the part of the tribe that's that's here, you know, in in house. So I'm sure it'd be no problem uh, for you guys. And of course, I'll be there to help you. So don't forget about me. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You will. Okay. So you guys don't even want to roll a roll an insight check to see if he's telling the truth. God, you guys are so cynical. Yeah, sure. Sure. I believe him. Anybody have good insight? I I don't have good insight. All right. And maybe what we can do is kind of like duck out of sight. Maybe we can get surprise on this guy when he comes down. Well, that's what they're, they're talking about. You guys hiding in this hallway, and when he comes around the corner, you guys gank him. Yeah. I just need to know where everybody's going to be standing. And, well, and Jason, you need to move closer to your mic, man. I can do insight. Hey. I can do insight, Darren. You, uh, as you long as I don't, don't roll a one. You, you, know, you guys don't need to do insight. I think you know. Okay. Uh, uh, He's lying. Snigbat's gonna gonna go whichever way the wind is blowing. Yeah, that's right. Right, it's respectable. Yeah, um, yeah. We're we're gonna be positioned in the hallway so that he runs like that. We he has to run past us basically, and we're gonna right. gank him on the way by. Okay, so do you two, uh, the druid and the ranger? You guys want to be further back, and the gladiator and the barbarian be up front? Is that kind of? Can I can I cast? Entangle without getting our own guys in there. What's the it's range got, and area of effect of entangle? I think it's like twenty. Range feet. is ninety feet, twenty okay. foot square. Yeah, a twenty foot square. Did you say a twenty foot yes. square? Twenty foot square. Okay, so each of these is ten feet. So you could do like four squares, like however you want to position okay. it. Okay. So, uh, I mean the the entangle. That's friends and enemies alike, right? Right. That's why I'm trying to do it past them so that they're, you know, I don't hit the ones that they're standing on. <laughs> right. Well, but if if you if you you can wait until he engages us and then drop it on so that it doesn't hit us but it hits him. Okay. Cuz if it restrains him, it's over. 
he's dead. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, then we can hack the hell out of him. Yeah. I mean, but he is, but, a, like, if, if he's talking about he's a spellcaster, he might want to be at range. True. So, but he can also he can also cast spells while restrained. Sure, yeah. Okay. yeah. But yeah. what I'm saying is, if if the barbarian and the gladiator are next to him and he's mm -hmm. restrained, and we have advantage on our attacks, yeah, yeah, he he's dead. Okay. All right. So you guys get into position. And are we going to have advantage? Question: Will we have advantage because he's going to come around the corner, not expecting us to be there? No, because. In order to get him to come down the steps, he's gonna have to. Uh, he's gonna be expecting trouble. That's what Snigbat is saying. It's like if you guys wanted to try to sneak up there, you know, he might be taking a nap. He might be washing his armpits. Um, if he yells, "Hey, uh, hey, hark, hark, hearken to my to my trouble," uh, the villagers are escaping. Then he's gonna come down ready for trouble. What if he? Uh, uh, what if he tells him? That Supper's some ready. of the other, he hinted that some of his clansmen are some of his clansmen are outside the cave. What if they came? He told them they were back and they had treasure. I mean, I could, uh, I could try that too. Uh, maybe, maybe he'd be maybe a little less on his guard. I like the How way you think. It? I like the cut of your yeah. jib. How about his wife Tammy has returned? <laughs> no, no, if he's up there with his bodyguards. <laughs> Yeah, oh boy! Put it in place. I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if we want yeah, to. I don't know if we want to mention death. Tammy. I mean, this this plan is is spiraling out of control. All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Let's let's get let's some tell him. Trouble. Let's tell him the other raiders are back and they have they have they've brought something they want to give him. They they got treasure they want to show him. Come All on. right. Here's here's the deal. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to make a deception check. Um, if I make the deception check. You guys will have a better uh, chance of ambushing him. Uh, if I fail the deception check, he's going to be suspicious, and it's just going to be a straight-up fight. How's that sound? Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, man. Sounds fair. Better than not doing the roll at all. <laughs> ah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> a natural one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, hey, uh, old buddy, uh, <laughs> what does a natural one sound like? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Hark, uh, why don't you come on down the rope uh, completely unprepared for trouble? Because uh, although there's not a problem, uh, the, the raiding party has returned with treasure, good treasure, <laughs> treasure you're going to want to see. Uh, why don't you leave your bodyguards up there and come on down? <laughs> It's like the uh, it's like the land shark sketch from uh, Saturday Night Live. Old yeah, Virginia, absolutely. Right? It's like Han Solo. It's like Han Solo. Big big leak. Uh, very dangerous. Uh, how are you? How are you? <laughs> Situation normal. Yeah, yeah. The skin bat, whatever his name is, yells up. Situation normal though. Everything's fine. If you want to come on down, and then he turns and he looks back at you guys like. You're breaking up a lot, Glenn. I'm breaking up? At least for me. Am I breaking yeah, up for anybody yeah. else? Mm -hmm. I think it's just when you get a little It's just when you get excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your mic is That's what she said. Noise canceling you. Ah, interesting. He looks back up the hallway and gives you guys the double <laughs> thumbs up uh yeah. after that after that excellent speech. And um Fulgren turns around and says 
that was pretty good. <laughs> that ever, everybody else is just shaking their heads and you know, rubbing their foreheads. All right, so needless to say, um, these guys are not terribly surprised when they come around the corner and see you guys. And it's just going to be a straight initiative roll. Let's roll for initiative. Ooh. I got an 18. I've got a 19. Where's my modifier? Initiative modifier. Oh, What's your dex mod? I got a 22. Dang. I got a 5. <laughs> I got a 20. Awesome. I got a 7. <laughs> I got a rock. <laughs> that sounds awfully familiar. All right, Jason. So, as they come around the corner uh, with their with their weapons ready, they're putting on their their Sandman uh, helmets that they all wear with the tubes for the eyes and tubes, breathing tubes. Uh, they look down the hallway and they see you guys, and you have your bow drawn. You're ready for action. What do you do? Oh well, I'm going to go through it because um, what dude was expecting was somebody else returning with treasure, but instead he sees us. Right. The jig is up. It right. is up. I'm casting Hunter's Mark on him. And then on Hark? On Hark, yep. And then I'm going to range with a bow. Um, that's a really shitty roll. Uh, 13. No, I'm sorry, 15. 15 hits. 15 hits, okay. Um, so that is uh, a die. Plus three, plus a six-sided. So that's four plus three is seven plus ten points. Great, oogly moogly. Okay, Darren. And a twenty out of the box. Okay, that? wait, 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 wait. So here's Woo. wait, wait, wait. Here's how we do D and D. You got to tell me what you're gonna do. <laughs> oh, before I'm, you roll any I'm dice. Just... Uh, I'm going to engage. I'm, I'm going to engage the closest one I can. Okay. All right. So you're going to move up here adjacent to one of his bodyguards, and you rolled a nat 20? I did. That seems a little excessive. Out of the box, baby. Okay. That's that's a good, good roll. Good roll. And I roll two dice and total them, correct? Yes. And then add your modifier. Yes. And I add my modifier only once, or I add it for each die? Just once. Just once. Okay. So I got uh, 7 and 9 is 16, plus 6 is 22. All right. Anything else? Is that, <laughs> is that all? Oh, these are humanoids, aren't they? They are completely humanoid. Yeah, he takes two more points of damage because I didn't add my uh, favorite enemy on it, <clears throat> which is a plus two. Uh, can I try? And they have a uh, one of those Sandman sticks. What yes. Yes. Gaffy, gaffy sticks. Uh, can I try to do my uh, trick die to attempt to disarm them? Ooh. You certainly can. I uh, add the trick die to the attack damage roll, and the target must make a saving strength saving throw. On a fail save, it drops an item of your choice it was holding. Wow. Okay, so you're going to roll a d8 and add it to 22. I like how that sounds. Wow. Seven. Oh, okay. So nice, even 29 uh, DC. Um, I have a negative one strength modifier. So I like where this is. 
So you hit this thing with your with your gouge, your your shovel of the wastes. You tear nearly through her through her uh, abdomen. Uh, there's blood and viscera flying everywhere. And then to add insult to that grievous injury, you grab you you bring it back out of her guts and knock her gaffy stick out of her hand and across the room and and leer at her viciously. Right. <laughs> uh, and it's our turn. All right. Um, all right. Okay. So first of all, Darren, the one that you're fighting uh, performs a rock, a raucous yelp. Um, That's different than the barbaric yelp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously. <laughs> uh, does a twelve hit your armor class? Nope. Hmm. A thunderous wave issues from her mouth with the last of her breath and hits you in the face. It blows your hair back dramatically. Oh, you don't have any hair. Uh, it, oh, blows yeah. your, it blows your cape back dramatically, uh, but does not damage you. Um, huh. She's going to move around here so that he can move up here, so that she can move up here. Uh uh, Danny DeVito back here tries another another uh, deception check. What is this? What strangers have broken into our our hideout? <laughs> he rolls a ten, but he's still not very convincing. Yeah, they know too. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I uh, I unleash crushing futility. Uh, unfortunately, Darren is the only one who is going to experience the crushing futility. Uh, I grant each humanoid of my choice within 30 feet a momentary vision of your inevitable doom. Uh, go ahead and roll. It doesn't say what the save is. DC 14 charisma saving throw. I know charisma isn't your dump stat, so you should have no problem with a DC 14 charisma saving throw. So you roll a D20 and add your charisma modifier. I have a, I rolled a 13. I have a plus one charisma modifier. You have a plus one charisma modifier. You the I gladiator. I, you the gladiator. I, I am an entertainer. I, I am <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's I right. Am, yeah, some of your stuff is based. Bold. Okay. All right. I didn't write this stat sheet. Yeah, that's true. Okay, you still take half damage. Uh, you take eight points of psychic damage. I take eight or I take half of eight? You take eight. You take half of 17. Okay. Um, and you are frightened of me until the end of my next turn. Uh-oh. All right, then. <sighs> um, and then she's just going to try to stab you. Um, she being one of the others, because the one doesn't have a weapon. Right. Ah, there we go. Um, damn it. Sorry. Uh, 17 hits your armor class, though, doesn't it? Yes, it does. 2d8 plus... Oh, come on. You take seven whole hit points of, of slashing damage. Uh, and that ends my turn. All right. Matt, here's your chance. You're finally in the fight. But now Darren's in the entangle zone, isn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. So kill them. So kill them all. Yeah, right. You're, I mean, you're in the damage zone of everything I've got. <laughs> I mean, you know, he he... He'll understand, you know. <laughs> what if I entangle him? If, if, if you entangle or restrain him, you know, yeah. What? That's better than a fireball, I will admit. 
Well, what's the likelihood of your of you doing a strength saving throw? Because you're in there, right? So you'd still have to be do a strength saving throw. Strength is the best stat. I like by, yeah, I like yeah. by odds. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Take, take a shot. So, so I'll do the entangle. All right, read it to us. Uh, grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square, starting from the point of ra- within range. For the duration, these plants turn the ground into a difficult terrain. Creature must cast a... The creature in the area must do a, sa- a strength saving throw or be restrained and entangled by the plants. And then every round they have a chance of doing the using their turn for a strength saving throw to break free. Okay, so if we fail, we're restrained. Correct. And we have to use our action to get out? So the creature restrained by the plants use its actions to make a strength check against the spell. Oh, this is, this is bull right here. This is crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the white, the white one is the injured bodyguard. What's the DC? Uh, don't, it doesn't give me a DC number. Uh, what is it, Corey? It says- Eight plus his wisdom mod? Eight plus wisdom plus proficiency. Oh, wait a minute. Ah. So it changed when your wisdom went up. Mm-hmm. My What's spell your... attack is my wisdom plus my proficiency. The eight doesn't count. That's only on a, my saving a saving against magic. Yeah, that's what that's For what me. I'm trying to do is save against your against Oh, I thought that magic. was my save against magic. Okay. So it's eight plus five. So thirteen. Okay. Um and fourteen. Eight and five is thirteen. So one of them. So one of them saved, and now here's the leader. He's got minus two on strength. Ah, he rolled an eighteen. Oof. Okay, so the badly injured one is restrained. The other two are still okay. Do you want to move or anything, Matt? Uh, not right now. Jason, it's back to you. Hey. Does Darren have to save or no? Darren, did you save? Oh, yeah, yeah. Darren has to save, too. I got a 14 plus 4 strength. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. This round. Hey, hey, hang on. I I get to go, don't I? Yeah, Yeah, you do. Oh, I don't care. By all means, do go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Move me up to the wounded one. Okay. Take her out, little buddy. And that one's restrained, right? Yeah. So Fulgrin, Fulgrin pulls out his uh, his napkin, and yeah, yeah, puts it down in his shirt. All right. So advantage on this roll. It only rolled one die for some reason. Okay. Let me roll it again. All right. Uh, does a fourteen hit? Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, rage. Sorry, forgot. Should have raged at the beginning. Oh, of the too turn. late now. No, I'm messing right. with you. I'm messing uh, with you. It's fine. All right, so to be uh, ten points of bludgeoning damage. Ah, <laughs> I'm alive with one hit point. <laughs> okay, Jason, now you're up. Okay, so um, I'm going to target the uh, the big dude again, same as okay. before. All right, uh, it's going to be a fourteen to hit. Fourteen is the magic number to hit the leader. Um, right. Hark. Sure. That is going to be one to eight plus three plus a six-sided plus two. So that's three plus three is six plus four is ten. Twelve points. Okay. He is not happy about it. Mr. Bickle. Already back around. Going quick. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, 
What do you guys think? Should I finish the first unarmed wounded bodyguard or go for the big guy? I would just go ahead and finish off one. That way they can't attack you. Okay. Because she's well, she doesn't. She can't attack you anyway. I guess she well, doesn't she's have still, her band. Uh, she's I, she's entangled, she, right? Yeah, she's right. entangled. So you're fine. Go after the big guy. Yeah. Can I reach Glenn, the uh, the leader of the pack? There. You're you're toe to toe with him. He's right up okay. in your grill. Roll the nineteen. Ah. And a seven plus six, 13. Good. He is bloodied, badly hurt. But it's my turn. And, mm, can I wait? Can I try? Uh, let's see. It's called a finishing move. It says when I make a melee weapon attack against a creature. Uh, nope, never mind. <laughs> never mind. What does it say? Never mind. Never mind. Uh, okay. Can I? Okay, but the. Girl, the first one I hit is she's close, right? Even if yeah, she's everybody's, entangled? Everybody's right up close okay. to you, yeah. So when I hit that creature, uh, can I uh, hit the creature with a melee by sweeping attack? I hit it with the melee, melee attack, uh, and I spend one trick die to damage another creature with the same attack. She's okay. another creature within five feet of the original target and within your reach. If the original attack would have hit the second creature, it takes damage equal to the number you roll on your trick die. Okay. The damage is the same time dealt by the original one. All right, that finishes her off. She had one hit point left. Ta-da! Nice. All right, way to go. Two for one. Well, yeah. way to go. You're you're wrecking house over here, man. This is unnecessary. All right, <laughs> now I get to go. All right. Um. <laughs> so he uh, he cries out in despair and rage and says. Ah, you killed my favorite bodyguard. And this one is like, wait, say what? (laughs) 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 And he's like, can we maybe talk about this later? Uh, And then uh, he utters doom on you. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. So he already threatened you with the crushing futility of a of a dead-end uh, desk job. Now, he's going to utter your doom. Damn it! Does a 15 hit you, Darren? Yes. <laughs> you take... You take 13 points of psychic damage and must succeed on a DC 14 charisma saving throw. 15. You have succeeded on my savings. You feel like the the the, the words of his of his death metal song uh, almost drove you to such despair that you would have been unable to to take any actions. You would have been incapacitated by the darkness of this uh, of this death metal song. But you shake it off. Um, that is my turn. Oh wait, did she? <laughs> Whoa! Oh! Cave in! <laughs> um, That's all it did for a cave in. Did not one of our party have the frightened condition? Very oh, yeah. <laughs> he can save out of that, I, right? Once, that's just once a, again. That's just the end of my turn. <laughs> that was just I'm the end of my for, turn. I'm so. going to send everyone jerseys. And we're going to see which side we're on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That would have given him disadvantage on his attack against me. Ah, yes. 
Thanks, Jason. Too little, too I late. 19, but, I rolled a 19, yeah, which a lot. Uh, no, you would have had to roll a whole separate D20 and take the lower of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, she uh, she unleashes a, a uh, raucous yawp. Oh, there we go. An 18 on the die. Uh, I'm plus four, so that's going to hit. You take... You take 10 points of thunder damage as she's like, right in your face. Dudes, I'm pretty tough, but I've been taking a lot of damage. Ah, you're, you're right up there in the front, man. You're right up. So anytime the rest of y'all want to, you know, take out some guys, that'd be fine. Well, Matt, anytime you want to move back so I can attack with my magic. (laughs) Sure. Hey, that would be an excellent time. I would like to move back now. (laughs) Too late now, right? Matt, you're up. Well, I none of my good damaging magic I can use because somebody's a little too close. So mm. I'm gonna go with my my short bow, I guess. Okay. And try to hit the the big guy. Now, did you uh, uh, did you get that stuff I sent you about the wild shapes that you can wild shape into? I did. I have not had time to look through them. Sorry. What are you doing? Celebrating Christmas with your family or something stupid? Trying to get a car back from being stolen and fixed. Ah. <laughs> What'd you roll on that attack? Not good. Even my attack bonus doesn't help, so. <laughs> okay. Corey, I'm going to let you take a turn this round. Okay, good. Um, Fulgrin will move up next to the big dude. All right. So, Matt, do you still have Entangle open? It's it. Yeah. What is it's it for say? the duration. Right. For the duration, like, how's it, how's it read? Just read it out to me again. Grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square starting from a point within range. During the duration, these plants turn the ground area into difficult terrain. A creature in the area, when you cast a spell, must succeed in a strength saving throw. Okay, that's enough. So so the... the, They don't... Yeah, as long as they cast it the first time. uh, Yeah, okay. I'd have to recast it probably to make them save again. That is correct. All right, Corey. So you walk uh, up next to the leader. Yep, and um, going to uh, let out a savage yelp of my own and oh, no. <laughs> uh, recklessly attack uh, the big guy. All right, all right. So how about a 23? Uh, yeah, right. yeah, that'll hit okay. the big guy. Oh, crappy damage. Okay, uh, eight points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, but he, uh, my, my, the spirits of my ancestors, uh, are now flittering around him and distracting him. So he has disadvantage on any attack that isn't against me. And if he does hit a creature other than me, it has resistance to the damage. There we go. So Darren, you've been, uh, Zorus has been up here just absolutely painting the walls with blood and just absolutely rah, these these tremendous earth-shattering attacks. Fulgrin comes running up, lets out the loudest roar that he knows how to give, and he brings his hammer down. It's just like, dunk, off this guy's hip. <laughs> but his ancestors are his ancestors are in the game now, so, you know, that's something. Uh, Jason. Okay, um... So my primary hands, of course, are holding the bow as my attack. But you remember, yes. guys, I got four arms. So my secondary hands, I'm going to be doing jazz hands, right? 
while <laughs> while I'm drawing my bow for the same attack as before, that's going to be a miss. Obviously distracted by my jazz hand. <laughs> you distracted yourself. Okay, All right. it's unorthodox, but yeah. I'm going to allow it. <laughs> ten doesn't hit, right? No, a ten doesn't hit nothing. Darren, you're All back right. up. I, I- I may have misexplained what I was looking for by the way of health. I, I, I that may be on me. <laughs> uh, Fifteen hits. Uh, yes. Uh, still attacking the main guy. Uh, seven plus six, thirteen. <laughs> I had exactly thirteen. Uh, it goes down. Can I uh. say with growl to the other two? There, there are two other bodyguards there, right? No, there's one bodyguard, and then there's your pal, uh, Danny DeVito. Look at the other bodyguard and say, look, we don't have to finish this this way. We don't have to kill. Get, this doesn't have to bend with your death, too. We just make, it, make an intimidation check with advantage. Intimidation check. Ooh. I have intimidation. It is plus three. I roll a 12. 15 plus advantage. Advantage is you roll the d20 twice and take the better. Oh, okay. Uh, I rolled a 14 the second time, so plus 3 is 17. All right. Um, (laughs) uh, So you're like, look, this doesn't have to end with your death. And he already said that his other girlfriend was his favorite. So, I mean, do you really want to, you know... And she's like, she's like, she, she's like, yeah, screw him. Girl, I'm worth That's right. it. I, 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 I deserve a man who's going to treat me with respect. And he isn't it. Absolutely. You go, girl. <laughs> yeah. You know she, does is, snap, uh, she does the snap thing and you do the snap mm-hmm. thing. You, right. you know who's, uh, who's really respectful? And then kind of just make a nod over towards Snigbat. (laughs) This guy, this is a solid guy right here. He'll take good care of you. Make a a persuade check there for your matchmaking, your sand person matchmaking abilities. (laughs) Five. Five! Five! Okay. So you cannibals are short of charisma. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna say this is uh, this is Snigbat, right? Like you, you know, you know, you know, here's a guy who take care of you. Here's you know, and he's like trying to act cool and trying to like lean against the cave wall, and he like slips and you know, <laughs> so, uh, like right at the so, right at the moment that he needed to act cool, you know, <laughs> he, he 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 blubbers all over himself. So Chaka would like to hop over to Smigmat now that the battle's over. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to hop over to Smigmat, right? And he wants to give him a right cross for a point of damage. And why is this? Well, here's the thing. See, um, Thrycreen value their pack. You know what right. I'm saying? And what he sees is that he just sold his dude out. Ah. Uh, right? uh. Now, what he's going to do... Yeah, because they yeah that's it. They value their 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 clan, right, 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 right. right. Now he's going to telepathically tell the barbarian. You could tell him. You could tell him any reason. You could tell him that that what Thrycreen do is a this is 
you know, a cultural thing, a victory slap. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, because he totally disrespects the guy, right? Okay. Um, that's a, um, what's my attack bonus going to be with a gift gun plus six? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be the same because you're using, okay. you're using strength. That's a 15 to hit. All right. Okay. So you hit him and he's kind of like, oh, no, just, uh, he's kind of like taking it back. Or whatever. He's still trying to, you know, he's still trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, does Fulgrin say anything to him? Uh, yeah, just walk away. Fulgrin, Fulgrin looks over at the bodyguard and says, like, did you see how he just took that punch? <laughs> this guy's quality. Wow. You're, you're still shilling the guy. I'm still going. So this is this is Zuckluck, by the way, is, is the bodyguard who survived. Zuckluck. Um... So Zuckluck is, uh, uh, of course, you, you know, she's wearing a mask, so it's hard to act. But, the, you know, they showed you can do it in The Mandalorian. And you get the sense that under her mask, she's kind of like, um, is that what happened? Uh, she's a little confused, but, you know, she kind of she kind of uh, gives uh, gives um, Hark's corpse a kick on the way by. And you guys head back into the main room. And of course, they agree they're gonna uh, they're gonna let the uh, the village people go uh, in exchange for you guys, you know, letting the two of them live and basically take over the the sand people tribe. Um, they even agree they're not gonna. Oh, I don't want to be a DM anymore. What happened? What's wrong? What's going on? Um. <laughs> Oh man, I had this whole. Uh, th- th- there's a whole thing that was supposed to happen with. Um, I'm I'm gonna blame it on Christmas. I'm gonna blame it on Christmas. Uh, the Christmas break has thrown me off, um, so I'm gonna retcon uh, something about this fight. Okay, you guys ready for this? We're gonna act yeah, like I'm gonna find a way to edit this in, so it's it's like nothing weird ever happened. So here's what actually happened, Darren. All that damage you took. From the yeah. leader, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't from his crushing despair attack at all. You took okay. the same amount of damage. But what happened was, um, Hark came down the Hark came down the steps, and he comes around the corner, and he's a regular sand person. He's big, but he's he's a regular sand man. Um, but instead of carrying a gaffy stick, he has this. Um, he has this device, okay? He's got this sort of uh, ceramic canister thing with, uh, like, flashing lights on it and little antennas and wires sticking off of it, and one end is kind of glowing. And when you came up to fight him, he pointed it at you, and this beam of energy shot out of it and, like, burned you, Okay? Okay, like a flamethrower. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it, it made this sound like, Pew! and this beam of energy came out, and and Got did it. you grievous grievous harm? Um, and let me just check something here. Um, let's see where I put this. So, uh, this uh. This, this handheld metallic device of interlocking hollow metal rings and arcs um, sends out a destructive beam of energy 
Uh, and each ray emitter has a predetermined type of damage. Darren, since you were the one uh, experiencing the awfulness of this damage, I'm going to let you roll a d20 to determine what kind of damage it produces. 11. 11. Ooh. Cell-disrupting radiation. I do like, uh, I ju- just for Corey's benefit, I want to I note here that 13 through 16 is force damage, which is bludgeoning damage. It says right here, <laughs> I did not make this up. This is Monty Cook Games, uh, but not this one. This one, so, so you look down at the, at, the, at the injury you took from this guy, and it's like, it's not even like it burnt you. Like, it, it melted some of, the, some of the cells of your rib cage, and you're like, ow! <laughs> ow! Um, but as, um, as uh, Zuckluck and what's this guy's name, Danny Vito's name? Rat? Zigbat. And Zigbat are walking by. You guys look down and you see this, uh, you see this hoop device thing. It's kind of got a handle on one end. And uh, everybody make a investigation check. Six. Five. I'll see your six. Five. Three. (laughs) You got a three? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Would anybody like to spend their heroic inspiration to uh, re-roll their investigation roll? Anybody ever take a good investigation bonus? Yeah, I mean... Good. Jason, let's have Jason do it. Yeah, uh, eight. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> we're we're nearing the end of the session, team, so... You I'll, know. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I got a 14. Ah, okay. Uh, so all of you guys are ooing and eyeing over this gun. Uh... Are any of you guys going to pick it up? What do you guys, what do you guys think about this? Hell, at this point, I'll pick it up. What's it going to do? Test? <laughs> Is there a chance it could go off? Oh, you don't know. I mean, you, I you've never, you've never seen anything like it before. This is some kind of weird, um, weird artifact. Snake back. They say covered in the blood of his allies. How does this work? Oh, um. Oh, the mighty pew pew gun. Um, well, only. Uh, nope. Try again. What's his name? <laughs> only Hark knew all the secrets of this device. I mean, that thing is how he became leader of the tribe. Everybody was afraid of him and his mighty pew pew gun. Um, yeah. So, what I've what I have discovered apparently, you point the glowy end. At the person you want to uh, unalive. Uh, that's step one. Step one. Point the glowy right. end at the other man. Okay. Gotcha. Step two. Uh, you, you put your hand, and he points at the points at the handle, and he says, uh, you, "You see that red that red sort of button right there? That red sort of jewel." When it's lit up, that's when the weapon is ready to be discharged. 
and you press down on that jewel and a beam of unalive energy shoots out and murders the person that you're pointing at. So um, our, our previous chieftain, uh, Gurglock, uh, found out the hard way which which way the weapon needs to be pointing. <laughs> the, now, now universally known as Gluglock the Headless, uh, could have told you in his last in his last terrible agonizing moments of life could have told you the glowy end. The hoops need to point it at the other man, and also uh, your discerning eye. Uh, wherever he found that, out in the wastes. He also found that that device there that he's got hooked over his ear, and you look down, and I just uh, I sent it in the in the chat here. Um, he's got a little device, sort of, um, on his right ear. So this thing has like a like a little ear clasp, like you would have for a Bluetooth uh, earpiece or whatever. Uh, he's got this thing, and it's got this little glowing light on it. Um, and it too appears to be made out of some kind of ceramic or something like that. Um, it's hard to say exactly what material it is. Take it off his ear and then fix it in the same way to my ear. See what I can see. See what happens. Um, roll an intelligence check. Roll a d20 and add your intelligence bonus. Can I roll a strength check? I did really well with, ooh, 16. 15? Um, 16. 16. Oh. Um, so. That's nothing. You tap on it. Once, once you have it on, you tap on it. And um, these kind of light rays are emitted out of the pointy end. And um, basically, it seems to be scanning the room. Like, as you look around the room, it, it seems to be, like, scanning uh the the rocks and everything and when you turn to your companions like a, a holographic outline appears around them but that's all it does so for some now. sort of scanner that's all, all right, it I'm does assuming. for now what on I'm earth that. oh sorry <laughs> i was gonna say what on earth does this mysterious focus do and will the party figure out how to use the dangerous pew pew gun Join us back in two weeks uh, for another episode of 11 Foot Pole. <laughs> <laughs>